Hello, everyone, and welcome to Police Off the Cuff, Real Crime Stories, Coffee with Cannon. Uh, very somber morning. Uh, as you can see, I'm not in my usual surroundings. I'm uh, up in the Adirondacks a little a weekend away, and I, I heard of the, the tragic, horrendous situation of those two officers that uh, were shot in the 3-2 precinct. One of them uh, one of them died. Just, just horrendous. There's their pictures on the screen. As you can see, really young guys. The officer on the left, P.O. Jason Rivera, age 22, he was killed. And uh, police officer Wilbert Mora, age 27, both assigned to the 3-2 precinct. Uh, one of the busiest precincts in Manhattan North. Um, these two, uh, basically, Officer Rivera had two years on the job, and uh, Officer Mora had three. So they're really, really rookies. But look at, look at, look at their faces. Look how eager they are. Look, look what great, great officers they are. Just by the looks on their faces, just unbelievable. And this is a picture of, of uh, on the screen of Officer Jason Rivera's uh, body being taken from Harlem Hospital. The salute of uh, all the police on the scene. Uh, just a somber, somber, horrendous situation. The NYFD, which is right, one of the, the busy, one of the busiest houses, uh, FDNY, is in the three-two precinct. Uh, just a tragic, tragic, tragic time. And and I mean, I I I just couldn't ignore it. Uh, when I was in homicide, the three-two precinct was like one of our second homes because we were up there all the time. Because obviously it's a precinct that gets a lot of shootings, a lot of murders, and um, it's just it's just a, a horrendously huge tragedy. I don't think you can even describe it. Imagine someone 22 years old uh, wants to do the right thing, comes on the New York City Police Department. He grew up in Washington Heights, and uh, going to a domestic violence call where he's. Uh, He's, he's he's trying to help this woman whose son obviously uh, has has problems. He's forty seven years old. What's he doing bothering his mother? You know, what's he doing living with his mother, forty seven years old? And the the officers talking to the mother in the front room go to a rear bedroom uh, to talk to uh, the suspect, and he opens fire on him, killing Officer Rivera and uh, critically wounding Officer Wilbert Mora. Uh, just just absolutely horrendous there's nothing uh that describes anything like this i mean uh police this and, and the sad thing about it in new york city this was the fifth and sixth cop shot in the last two weeks like what is going on as albany and 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 paul and i hate to make this political but i have to as they tighten the noose on the police and give them less and less tools to fight the crime epidemic, uh, police have to still do it with their hands, one hand tied behind their back. This is on politicians. Uh, Tom Cusinelli, Bill, did you see the magazine for that gun? Yes, I saw he had almost like a banana clip. The clip on that gun was a high-capacity magazine. But you know something? I don't like to um, – look, that's horrendous in itself. But you know something, one side always blames the gun. We need to blame the person that pulled the trigger, not the gun. The gun doesn't shoot cops. The person does. You know, and of course, it's outrageous that uh, that this criminal, he was a criminal, that he that he had a gun. And he didn't hesitate to use it. 
what does that say about the society in which we live in? You know, rather than dwell on that, I want to, I really want to tribute to these two officers that, uh, you know, and we pray that Officer Mora will survive his wounds. You know, where it's too late for Officer Jason Rivera, who grew up in Washington Heights. And uh, I read on a site before, whenever a police officer goes into the police academy, they have him write, uh, you know, why do you want to be a police officer? And uh, he, they had his, uh, they had his composition. What he wrote, why he wanted to be a police officer, and someone that grew up in Washington Heights wanted to make the city a better place, wanted to help people, and that's why most people go on the police department. Is they go on the police department to help people. They don't go on there to make big money because you're not going to make big money. They don't go on there to you know uh, to be a cowboy out in the street and just. Uh, you know, the, the new sheriff in town, they go on the job and 99% of people do this. They go on the job to help people, you know, and uh, Officer Rivera was no exception to that. That was his goal in life was to was to help people. You look at these heartbreaking, heartbreaking photos. That's Harlem Hospital, which I seen when I was on a job in homicide. I seemed to be there. Every day, they didn't even ask to see my ID when I walked in, and I was, of course, in plain clothes because we were there so often they, they knew who we were. There's a picture of Jason Rivera on the scene. The 3 2 precinct is a, uh, it's on 135th Street. So, this job, this domestic violence job that the officers responded to, was just down the block from the precinct. And there's the, the, the station house. And, um, it's one of the busiest precincts in Manhattan. Uh, I should say the city, not just Manhattan. And I'm, by busy, I don't mean jobs. I mean violence. It's one of the most violent precincts in the city. And it always has been. But it has a long history of having great cops. Um, cops that do the job there and are proud to work in the 3-2 precinct. As such, this is a memorial that they have. Um, uh, in the 3-2 precinct of all of all the cops that, that have been killed in the line of duty. Um, and it's one of the most probably in the entire city uh, that uh, because it is a, a violent, very active precinct. Um, So it is a, I'm sorry, folks, I just, I'm in a hotel and someone came to the door, actually, and I had to go to the door, sorry. Um, yeah, so it is a very, very active precinct uh, and a very proud, proud precinct. Uh, Lieutenant Peter Pranzo can tell you that because Lieutenant Peter Pranzo was a, uh, was a legend from the 3-2 precinct. And um, he holds that place great, close to his heart, believe it. Um, and uh, most people that, that work in the three, not most, all people that work or have worked in the three, two precinct have a great respect for the precinct, a great respect for the cops who work there, and a great respect for the community who want the police there, want the police to do their job and back the police, you know. And the, what's going on, you know, uh, and again, I'd rather stay away from politics today. I'd rather tribute to these two cops, uh, the one officer who lost his life, Jason Rivera, 
any other who's fighting for his life, Wilbert Mora. I, I would rather salute them. Um, the SBA posted this. Uh, when a police officer is killed, it's not an agency that loses an officer. It's an entire nation. So that's from the uh, officer uh, down memorial page. So I think we can echo that sentiment. Uh, everyone feels a little, a little, a lot diminished today by what happened last night in Harlem. Uh, again, there's the three-two precinct memorial wall. I don't think there's another precinct in the city that has that many officers killed in the line of duty. Um, this is a uh, a coin, a challenge coin that there was a. a a captain, a beloved captain who worked in the 3-2 precinct. His name was Terrence Tunnock. And um, this is what was his saying. Don't ever forget we are the police. And it came with a lot of pride and um, a lot of, um, you know, distinction to, to you are the police and you're going to, you, you know, you, you're going to go, you're going to go through doors that no one dared to go through. You know, this is a, a, a picture of a, uh, Officer Wilbert Moore, age uh, 27, who's fighting for his life right now. And we are hoping and praying that he survives and that his wounds, uh, he'll heal quickly from them and he'll get better. Um, folks, it, it's, it's, it's a tough thing to, to do. It's just uh, to, to even come on the air today. But uh, I felt I had to do it as, as a tribute to these guys because it's just, you know, uh, What's been going on in the city? It, it just, it, it really is horrendous. The things that we see, and uh, it's, it's horrendous what officers are up against, and not just against the criminal element, they're up against it from, yeah, you know, from the, the political nature of this job. We are all up against it, and it, it just, it's just outrageous. And um, we want to pray for these officers, and, uh, JV Rome's it's terrible, Sarge. Um, I went down for the walkout last night, so damn sad. Another brother lost. Yeah, you know, officers, um, it, it, ruin, it ruins your week. It's not just your day, your week. It, it, it ruins, you know, here's the, on the screen, FDNY, uh, saluting the officer's body as it passed. Um, and again, the 3-2 Precinct Station House. Uh, everyone that's ever worked there, they see that picture, they recognize that as the 3-2. And uh, a great deal of pride uh, for the officers that work in the 3-2, the officers uh, that have worked in the 3-2. Um, you know, they they take it, they know they're, they're the real deal because that's the 3-2, that's the 3-2 precinct, and that, that's where we work. And, and, you know, anything can happen at any time, and the cops back each other up. And the cops stand up for each other. And, you know, no one else, civilians don't understand that, the camaraderie involved. And um, and they, they think it's the us against them mentality. It is not the us against them mentality. It's just the mentality that at any time, if you don't back a brother officer up, he could lose his life. And it's always a great thing to see, to hear and see backup coming on the scene when you're on a uh, when you're on a dangerous job. In this job, for example, I don't know. They haven't identified the third officer who shot the perp. Unbelievable, right? Unbelievable. There was, there was a third officer at the door. And when the perp shot two officers and tried to escape, 
the third officer shot him and we were you know i initially had said he was killed but now he's uh he was shot in the head and in the arm and he's in critical um so you know that officer amazing you know amazing hero but all these officers are heroes but him being the third officer on the scene uh thank god they were able to get he could you know shot this guy before he shot someone else or hurt someone else with his high capacity magazine you know uh you know it's just it's, it's just outrageous and again i wanted to uh come on the air today uh as as a tribute to these two officers as you can see i, I have their picture up on the screen right now uh police officer jason rivera age 22 32 precinct p.o wilbert mora age 27 32 precinct uh that's who we want to focus on that's who we want to salute that's who we want to pray for his family especially his family uh the new police commissioner uh Kishant Sewell she gave a highly impassioned speech I thought it was very well done uh she's here she is from Nassau County welcome to welcome to New York City right in two weeks she said five or six I don't have the exact number maybe maybe I've been correct five or six officers shot in two weeks welcome to New York City right from Nassau County but it seems like she's got great experience uh she can handle this and um you know we gotta uh keep the fight you know just imagine you work in the three two precinct you're a cop in the three two precinct and this happens right and you've got to go back to work you got to go back to work the next day or that night how do you do that how do you do that not just the fact that wow is the salary that i'm getting paid to do this job worth my life is it worth risking my life for and you know and i have to say a lot a lot of times for a city and for politicians that all they do is pound down on the police abuse the police for a city council that is probably the worst i've ever seen and i said i wasn't going to get political but I, I can't help it you know all the um the impediments and the hurdles that have been put in front of the police in the last few years have only made their job so so much more difficult and you can you imagine the restraint and the restrictions you have and then working in the three two precinct sometimes a radio car in the three two precinct will do 30 35 jobs in a night for you so folks not familiar with police work that means that they're going to respond to 35 separate calls for service for crime for in progress for drug sales for all kinds of things so some many times in the three two precinct on a four to twelve the sector cars don't even get a meal they can't they got to eat on the run you know they can't sit down for their hour which they're contractually entitled to because it's so busy holding jobs sorry three two adam uh you can't go to meal now it's uh we got we're holding 15 jobs you know and if you're a police officer or been a police officer you know what that means you know they they want the cause out there and maybe sometimes there's not enough uh cause out there um Jacqueline many prayers for all the NYPD my daughter is uh law enforcement in Memphis I thank God she is an investigator now in special victims unit she deals with many DV cases almost daily 
God bless her and much success to her and and, and uh, may she be safe for her entire career. Uh, but we recognize it in law enforcement. Uh, Cherokee girl, uh, no, one of the officers died. The second one is in critical condition and they haven't, uh, they just said he's in critical condition. They haven't published or put out uh, what his condition is where he was shot but he, initially it was said that both of them had died and then that was amended to uh officer rivera had died and police officer mora uh is in critical condition it was also reported that the perp and i'm not even going to say his name i don't want any uh shade on that guy i'll put actually i do want shade i don't want any spotlight on him uh yeah, the officer who, who died, Jason Rivera, is age 22. Just two years on the job. Two years, you know. It's like a, you're, you're a kid, almost. You're a kid, and you go from being a kid to a real, real man's job uh, working in Harlem's 3-2 precinct and responding to jobs and trying to do the right thing and trying to help people, um, trying to keep people safe, you know. That's what a police officer does. He tries to keep people safe, and he, he does his job with the training he's given. And he goes to work every day not knowing that um, he's going to come home at night, and his family not knowing that either. How do you think Officer Rivera's family feels like? Well, they'll never, ever, ever. From what I understand, he was recently married. Uh, just horrendous, horrendous situation. Uh, yeah. Kate, 76, we as a country have our priorities completely wrong. Police, firefighters, and military should be paid what athletes and actors are paid. Well, that will never happen, but thank you for that uh, suggestion. Um, Lieutenant Pete, good to see you. Former 3-2 Precinct alumnus. Uh, worked there for a great deal, a great amount of time. Uh, Michael J Jacobs, bring back street crime, stop question and frisk. Enough with the words. Yeah, I, I agree with you. However, there's a lot of uh... Joe Kane. I was a rookie sergeant in the three-two back in 1989. Rough neighborhood, great cops, the real police. That's retired NYPD Captain Joe Kane. Uh, great guy. Now is out of the police department. Retired captain owns a company called Finest Financial, and uh, he's a, a, an ec economic advisor. I would highly recommend him to you. Uh, that's retired Captain Joe Kane. Everyone's touching the three-two, though. You know, everyone knows that the three-two is uh, just a legendary command. Uh, there we go, the, the station house. I have it on the screen there. Picture of the station house. Some of the greatest cops that ever worked on the NYPD were from the three-two. Some of the greatest commanding officers: uh, Chief Louis Anamon, Al Matarasso, uh, uh, Vinnie Coogan. Um, just uh, some amazing commanding officers there because although the 3-2 is known as a rocking, busy precinct, it's like sort of for a commanding officer, it's a crown jewel to say that, yeah, I I was once the commanding officer of the 3-2 of the precinct. And that said with great pride, it's almost like commanding officers in the Bronx that could say they commanded the 4-6 or the 4-4, you know, 4-7, right? Those... those those precincts or the 4-0 or the 4-1 back in the day. Uh, I see my partner here, Philly Grimaldi there. Phil, how you doing today? Not too good, Billy. It's a sad day for the NYPD and it's a sad day for New York. Uh, 
we lost a brother officer. It's just terrible. I, I looked at those pictures of those young faces and uh, just brought me to tears. It's terrible. Um, I really don't know what to say. I mean, look, look at this young la uh, young man. Uh, all the young men and ladies on the uh, on the NYPD, uh, we're going to have to mourn this brave police officer that gave his life uh, New York City. And uh, all we could do was try and uh, do the best we could do. But, uh, I mean, it's it's shooting after shooting after shooting in the last couple of weeks. And uh, where are we going? Where is the city going? Something's got to be done. There, there needs to be swift action. You, you know, Phil, I, I was saying that uh, it's I, on a day like today, I don't really want to get political, but it's very difficult not to. When you think about the, the restraints that have put, been put on the police, the defund the police, the, uh, that they, they had that diaphragm law for a while, just the restrictions, the stop, question, and frisk restraints, uh, restraints in regards to cost. I just, you, when you think it can't get any worse, it does. And then you see these two great young men, uh, Jason Rivera and Wilbert Moore. Jason lost his life at the age of 22 years old, two years on the job. Two years. I don't even know how he was hired. I didn't know you could be hired. Um, maybe he had military time uh, at twenty. I thought you had to be twenty-two to be hired. I, I think. Uh, I think when you uh, you could be hired at twenty and six months, and that way you have to be twenty-one years old when you're actually carrying the firearm. Because you need to be twenty-one years old to carry a firearm in New York. That's probably the uh, the legal standard there. But yeah, I mean, he's just a baby. It's uh, it, we, we have to get political, Bill. We have to because we have all these, you know, all these politicians that are that are not in law enforcement. They don't put on the gun, the badge, the bulletproof vest. They don't put the uniform on every day and go out there and and deal with this stuff. And I mean, all the other officers that were present there. I mean, you want to talk about post-traumatic stress disorder when you listen to I listened to the uh, the radio transmissions of uh, of what happened, and you could clearly hear that uh, after the two officers were shot, they were calling for the ambulance. And in the background, one of the officers uh, is is transmitting, and you hear more gunshots. So you know these these were uh, these were a bunch of officers that were in, a, in, a, in an apartment, and it was hell. They were they were they were they were in hell last night, and uh, you know the the after effects of that. Uh, you talk about post-traumatic stress and do you think any one of the politicians sitting in their warm, comfortable houses or beds last night when this was going on are going to have post-traumatic stress over this? No, they're not. You know, only us that we were in the, we were in the, uh, the thick of, of the, the battle that goes on every day in law enforcement. We understand it. We know it. You know, I was on the scene of, uh, uh, back in uh, 1987, back, I was on the scene of, of, uh, a police officer that lost his life several times. I was on the scene and, and, uh, it's just terrible, you know. Uh, we have to really, uh, I've said this before, we have all the tools right at our fingertips. Uh, Mayor Adams, uh, Commissioner Sewell, we have the, 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 everything that we need to do is right there. We just have to implement and we need to back the police officers and we got we to gotta just do something about these guns. Now, initially they were reporting that it was, uh, it was uh, the, the perpetrator's mother's gun, but then they, they changed that, and they said it was an illegal handgun that was purchased somewhere uh, down south and uh, or stolen from down south. So, I mean, there's been so many different conflicting stories. Oh, yeah, Phil, there, there was a clip on it that I think it could hold like 40-something rounds in it. So, yes. I mean, yeah. what was this guy's intentions? Obviously, very bad intentions. 47 years old, 
you know, what are you doing getting into a fight with your mother at 47 years old? You first of all, you don't belong living with your mother at 47. Uh, just a, a horrendous situation. And, you know, these two young cops, they didn't know what they were walking into, you know, and uh, and I'm not saying that they did anything wrong, but they're, they're talking to the mother in the front part of the apartment. They walk to the back to go talk to the son and he opens fire on them. You know, it's like who could anticipate that or, uh, or respond to that when you, you're sort of ambushed with it, you know? I mean, it, it was actually a, uh, if you think about it, it's actually a suicide mission. There were other police officers present. Uh, was he going to get away? No, he wasn't going to get away. And and even if he had gotten away, he would have been, uh, he, he would have been captured. I'm sure, you know, the great detective work of the NYPD, they would have found who he was. And so it was a suicide mission. He just, he, he decided he was going to, take out the cops and, 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 you know, uh, the fate for him is what it is, but, uh, all these lives are lost and, and for what, you know, and, and you, did you see the, the, the clip that would, that was in that gun, Billy? Did yeah, you I did. I did. It was horrendous. You know, I horrendous. mean, Phil, and to get political, they restrict us retired cops from carrying our old clips, our old magazines to use the correct terminology to use the magazines that we carried for 27 years. They don't want to let us do that. I mean, politicians are out of their minds. They're just crazy, you know? Listen, not only do they restrict the amount of uh, bullets we could carry in a gun, they restrict the ammunition. Now, the ammunition that is 100% legal in New York, which is a, a copper jacketed hollow point, is 100 Every round is a felony charge in New Jersey. So if you travel into New Jersey and you carry those rounds, you're you're technically in violation of the law. So yeah, we got to get on the same page here. There's there's uh, this big push for uh, you know to 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 do away with the Second Amendment and all of that. But when we have law enforcement officers, active and retired, that could be there to maybe save somebody, and now you're putting restrictions on them, and we're outgunned by these scumbags in the street. I mean that that clip. That was in that thing. That, that that's that's not for anything other than going into battle and and having maximum firepower. It's ridiculous. It's totally ridiculous. You know, it, it, this also comes on the heels of um, the new district attorney for Manhattan, Alvin Bragg, talking about not prosecuting people for uh, a certain crimes. It's very bad timing for Alvin. I think Alvin should be removed before he even starts with his policies. Uh, too bad we don't have that. Uh, here in New York where someone could be recalled, you know, and, you know, a lot of these people get very cocky when they say I was elected to do this, you know, only 23% of the eligible know. voters yeah. voted. So like, don't act like you were elected by the, the majority of New Yorkers, 23%. And that's a shame that only 23% of the voting population voted for you, but that doesn't give you a mandate to do outrageous shit or does uh, Soros the billionaire who gave you a million dollars for your campaign, he does not, he's one vote, all right, because he's got a lot of money and can make you do what he wants to do through his money, That that's not democracy. Absolutely. And and listen, when you're talking about 23% of the people that were eligible to vote, and then you take a million dollars and throw it into that campaign, and you're throwing up the picture in the name of the person that, that Soros obviously backed. It's almost a slam dunk when you're putting that kind of money into a, into a local district attorney's election. And then all the other candidates that were vying for the district attorney's uh, position 
What could they have had in their campaign coffers? $50,000 maybe? So it's just outrageous. There needs to be reform with that. Uh, there's so many things that uh, are just common sense that need to be done. But uh, again, I, I don't think, and, and I was out last night, uh, you know, I, I came on late because I was out very late last night, but every party, every person that I ran into last night uh, had the same feeling about what was going on. People are heartbroken. Uh, people that, you know, might be a little bit on the other side of the law, so to speak. I mean, even people like that. I, I got a text message from Jimmy Calandra about this this morning. Now, he's from the Bath Avenue crew. He's got his own podcast. He was obviously on the wrong side of the law one uh, at one time in his life. He, he got his life straightened out or whatever. But even a guy like him is is feeling terrible about what's going on. I mean, you know, there's, there's just, you know, we have a need for law and order. If we're going to be a, a normal society, we, not, we have to have law and order. And we don't have that. In New York and across the country, we do not have that right now. We haven't had it for a while. Things are just out of control, Billy. You know, Richella Pranzo, uh, thank you for um, putting uh, on the screen what Pat Lynch said. PBA president said it loud and clear without making any political statements that discussions will be had after this is all over. I'm sure everyone knows what he meant. You know, Pat Lynch, you know, a great PBA president. These discussions, not they they should have been happening all along because uh, first of all, the, the New York City Council is outrageous. They're, they're just uh, a bunch of police haters. And Albany is not much better, you know, with the, the, this bail, these bail reform laws that are put, look, an 11-month-old child was shot in the face in the Bronx. You know, it's, and then every time we look at the perps involved, they're on parole or they got out, they got out on uh, bail for a gun charge. And it's like they, they think this is like about rights of a criminal. No, it's not about rights of a criminal. It's about the rights and public safety is what it should be about, not the rights of a criminal who's carrying a gun and very willing to shoot that gun. Shot an 11-month-old girl in the face. You know what, Bill? Uh, we all saw this coming. You, I, everybody in law enforcement, everybody with common sense, when they started with the bail reform and they started with the anti-police rhetoric, uh, defund the police, and they got rid of stop, question, and frisk, and they got rid of anti-crime, we all called this. We all knew things like this were going to happen, but now it's accelerating at, at an incredible speed. I mean, in the last couple of weeks, we're talking about seven police officers in just in New York City shot in the last few weeks since the beginning of the year. It's out of control. And we all knew this was going to happen. I mean, and how are we standing for this? We need to we need to push back on this. These policies have to change. And, and I think Pat Lynch hit it right. Uh, we need to mourn these police officers, but there's going to be a discussion about this later on down the line. Absolutely. You know, Philly, I just wanted to come on today more as a salute uh, Absolutely. to this officer, Jason Rivera, age 22, 3-2 precinct, proud 3-2 precinct officer. Uh, we salute him. Um, we salute his partner, P.O. Wilbert Mora, age 27, who's still fighting for his life. Um Final words, Phil. Final words. My heart is broken. Um, I think every New Yorker, if you love this city, your heart should be broken too. And I know that we're going to go through a, a mourning period now. But once all of this uh, this mourning is going to be over, we need to do something. We need to take back our city. This is our city. I love it. You love it, Bill. 
Something needs to be done. And I'm so glad that you asked me to come on today to honor these officers. Let's hope and pray that uh, the other officer can pull through and, and be okay. And our heart and our condolences go out to Officer Rivera's family. Folks, having said all of that, I just wanted to say Fidelis Ed Mortem. Absolutely. And on the screen is the picture of Officer Jason Rivera, 22 years old, who lost his life in a 3-2 precinct. God bless you and God bless your family. May you rest in peace. God bless and stay safe, everyone.